Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people, present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. All right, welcome to The Hag Show. I'm Shane. I'll be with you for the next half hour. Um, thanks very much to Carl for another great Renegade Economist show. Uh, I'm joined today in the studio by Jeff Fiedler and April Bragg, uh, the two amazing managers at Hag, <laughs> uh, to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly of Housing for the Age Action Group in 2015. And just so that we aren't too depressing, we thought we'd start off with the bad and the ugly and, okay. and finish off with the good. Okay, let's, let's do it. <laughs> Well, I really. How can you? What not was your thing? It's really bad. The bad and the ugly, <laughs> without talking about someone like Scott Morrison mm-hmm. and, and the Commonwealth government. Um, here we had the Abbott government come in, and the first few steps they took um, when they came to power was to, firstly, get rid of any sense of having a housing minister. <laughs> so, who cares about housing? Uh, I think it was Tony Abbott who was infamous for saying that homelessness was a lifestyle it choice. Was a lifestyle. <laughs> Um, so, state, of, state of mind. <laughs> yeah, so this was, this was the beginning with the, with the Abbott government. And um, then um, Scott Morrison went, went ahead to start slashing programs such as the, all of the homeless services across Australia, mm-hmm. where there's been a reduction of about 5% across the board. So you're homeless, who cares about that? And the government has yet to develop anything like a housing policy. So they've built no housing. They abolished the, the national rental rental affordability scheme, which, you know, provided some housing construction on the ground, perhaps not helping people on low incomes as such, but did get some 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 lower cost housing on the ground. And that was completely abolished. Um, and uh, I think with, yeah, you're being a bit harsh. I mean, you, you say that the government <laughs> didn't have a housing policy, but Joe Hockey was, did suggest you get a better job if you yeah. want a house. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Aim yeah, a little lower. That's yeah. what I mean. This sounds more like, an, well, an unemployment policy, perhaps. <laughs> And then the other thing was just to delay things even more, they decided to come up with what what they called a federation review. And um, how many years are we now? Three three years down the track. (laughs) And they were to produce a a green paper on homelessness, which has still not come out. And um, so they're supposed to be going through this process of deciding who's going to be responsible for housing, the Commonwealth or the states before they'll even start doing anything and they're still trying to work out what's going to happen there. So mm. it's been absolutely complete inaction from the Abbott um, and now Turnbull governments to do to do nothing about affordable housing. Yeah, and certainly um, not on the agenda when you're looking at the tax um, summit or what are they calling it? The tax... 
Well, no, it's COAG, isn't it? That um, with the main agenda item being um, taxation, but um, again, not, not looking at um, any things no. like capital gains or negative gearing. But I think also um, just with when you mentioned slashing the sector as as well, or um, those funds to for um, to support homelessness people in support people in their homelessness. But those programs um, was also um, just waiting until the 11th and a half hour and that actually what that did to, to the sector, let alone clients. So a lot of services actually lost workers um, because people just couldn't um, hang on anymore to know what their, their future was. And it just wasn't us. It was also particularly the community, um, the legal sector, the community legal services as well. So really targeting the, the most vulnerable and, and the most in need. You can't, can't think of a... Cruel, you know, cruel way of, um, you know, hurting people who are really struggling anyway. Yeah, it's been an interesting tactic to uh, the, the way Turnbull talks about this being a new government. Yes, I didn't realise we'd had another election. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. you had well, the Liberal Party voted. What more yeah, do you like? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all that matters. So he had a- Abbott and um, Hockey and Morrison and um, and Pine and all those pains in the bum. <laughs> Um, who slashed everything, yeah. and then Turnbull comes in as this wonderful uh, face that it, people think is yeah. going to do terrific things, and he's done nothing, nothing either. either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been an appalling uh, two or three years in terms of government, and, um, you know, on the ground we're seeing that in our in our services how, how hard people are, are doing mm. it. It's just getting more and more difficult for people to afford rental accommodation and more and more people in dire circumstances. Mm. And and I think just um, apart from housing costs as well, that this year we really saw people struggling with the cost of living. Um, so those things particularly that were the end result of privatisation and privatisation on privatisation, particularly around utilities, yeah. um, people uh, are, are really um, struggling to afford those. And I, I think for the first time in many years through the, through the service that we saw more and more people that were needing financial help that we needed to provide that were on the brink of disconnection. Um, and again, we that we did have a couple of clients who, even though um, they were registered on the Do Not Disconnect because they were um, uh, on oxygen and um, were, were identified as um, having very frail health and at risk if that happened, if the electricity had been turned off. But we also had a few of those as well. But more and more people also um, relying on food vans and um, charitable food kitchens um, for, for meals during the week. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. people are doing it really hard out there. And in terms of older people, we know that the, the rates of older people who are being forced to rent in, in the private market is doubling every 10 mm. years at the moment and mm. probably increasing as as the years go by. And there's just, with no affordable housing response whatsoever, without building more public housing... Yeah. It's just going to get harder and harder. And again, with the feds, the the, um, the budget that the feds ha- handed down is saying, Jeff, that there were there wasn't any money for capital works, and in the state budget, and what they were projecting to be to be building during the year was sixty five properties. Yes, and that was that a grand announcement. <laughs> And that was it. Well, you could have, yeah, if you missed it, um, that was the, the grand total, which has got to be the lowest in, it was certainly my memory anyway, um, yeah. of probably but, 25 well, years of housing budgets. It's an embarrassment so it was, to yeah, even announce it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's true. Whereas the, the Commonwealth Government uh, have been appalling, the State Government's probably great failing, is coming in now a year old, not having any, again, no housing policy, no direction really in terms of what it's going to develop. And, and, in, and mainly no no new housing on the ground. Um, 
you know, we, we do have some good things to say about the state yeah. government in terms of, of funding our service, which we'll go on to in a minute. But um, You have to write, wait to write till the end, folks. <laughs> but it was very poor of the yeah. government to come in yeah. unprepared and not having any policy framework. We don't have a – there's no housing strategy at the state level. There's no homelessness response mm. strategy. So, you know, if, if a government's going to take – I suppose, you know, a bit like the other government in some ways, yep. they're, they're going to come in and spend a whole lot of time consulting and it'll get to the end of their term, term before they actually start yeah. to think of implementing something. Then they'll have to take it to an election. <laughs> and, it, you know, it just, it's very disappointing. Mm. Well, just speaking of uh, disappointing state government decisions, there's also those vacant east-west uh, leaked yes. properties that were acquired, well over 100 mm. homes that they're now planning to try and sell off, even though nobody really knows if they're actually going to get market value for the properties, yeah. because nobody knows if the Liberals are just going to reacquire them if they get back in next election. Yeah, That's and right. it was the Auditor, was it the Auditor General's report yesterday that um, finally reviewed the, um, revealed the true cost, but is recommending that the houses be sold to recoup some of that um, money as compensation, whereas the when um, Labor was um, campaigning pre-election, they were certainly talking about some of that housing stock being... Um, put into into the public or social housing sector, so that's mm. really out the window now. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> I just lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, but um, and very disappointing that the thing that we are hearing about um, from the state government is the transfer of public housing stock across to the um, housing associations, so the not-for-profit sector. And we've covered on our program, along with um, a number of other programs, uh, 3CR throughout the year, that um, the concerns that we have have with that, um, the housing associations, even though they're financially regulated in terms of processes to access that housing, are quite discriminatory. Um, apart from that, it costs um, it's a higher rent, mm. and um, people have less um, security of tenure in terms of um, being compared to what public housing tenants would have in the public housing area. Um, also disappointing that the minister, that um, housing minister that we have um, basically um, campaigned on a non-transfer of um, housing stock. So it's, um, it is really disappointing to see that that's still on the agenda. Um, yeah, and you could expect a backlash in his area. Absolutely. people who've supported yeah. him, public mm-hmm. tenants who... Yeah who are demanding that he support mm. them and public housing generally. Because mm. that was a... Um, the Liberal Party were really... If re-elected, we would have actually had the transfer through by this time and particularly in those areas, just know the number of phone calls that we had through to our office our office, from people in the area that are our members that are living in public housing sort of asking for reassurance from us. Um, what would it actually mean to them if, the, if, this, if their tenancy was transferred over? Um, and And again also not being put to to those tenants about what the difference would be, Um, but just, um, you know, just planning to to mow ahead with it um, without that consultation. And I guess now's the time leading up to the next budget in next May in 2016. We all need to be working very hard to ensuring that the government does commit to public housing and commits, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars, I should say, towards... um, building some decent uh, amounts of public housing on mm. the ground. So that'll be our task uh, when, when we hit the new year. Yeah. And Jeff, you're always our go-to person for um, stats and, and numbers. <laughs> but um, just um, nationally, the, the waiting list 
um, for for public housing um, is oh, up around the... Well, it's been 250,000 yeah, people growing, for a very yeah. long time. But as we know, they, they say that that underestimates by yeah. at least 100% because there are so many people, as, as we know... Um, who aren't. Particularly on, yeah. families and younger people who don't even bother applying. Yeah. Um, so Or they get knocked off the waiting list after being on for so long and not getting anywhere. Mm. Move house once and all of a sudden you've lost your place in the queue. Um, but... It isn't really a queue at all no. anyway, is it? No. That's the thing. It's really only people who uh, have um, fairly severe disabilities or health issues that are able to get housed these days. Except, mm. we, we, you know, we have been really lucky in terms of the fact we've got older persons housing stock in Victoria that um, that's separate to the other stock and we do get a turnover of housing in Victoria for, for, that, for that housing, which has enabled our service to a large extent, to be able to provide solutions for, for some people who, who need assistance. Mm. So maybe we should Is talk about some of the good, good stuff. Things. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe we'll just uh, hear, hear, a quick, uh, hear a quick song first, and then we'll come back with the good of 2015. Uh, this is going to be Emily Ullman, and the song is called Hurricane. Oh, no. Freeze, fellas, you're under arrest. What do I do? Um, call a lawyer? Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview. A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that? You say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment? Yes, you say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, say... No, no comment. comment! If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. Fitzroy Legal Service proudly supporting 3CR. Rumination. 3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program. Featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855am. All right, we're back. This is the Housing for the Aged Action Group show and Jeff and April have promised to bring us the good <laughs> of 2015. Uh, so take it away. So is it all about us? No. Yeah, I was about to say that. Not that we want to make the show about us. But the really good news throughout 2015, ta-da, the drum roll, was... Yeah, in May this year. Yes. Uh, speaking of state budgets as we were before, there was one one good announcement and that was the, the continued uh, or ongoing funding of our Home at Last service. Um, so, but this was really the culmination of a campaign that we waged over about six months, really, where, um, as many people would know, we'd been funded um, as a project for about three years, and it got to the pointy end um, where the decisions had to be made about um, whether the services, there were seven what they called innovation action projects, would be continued to be funded, and all of these services... and and um, ours was an example of this, that we're looking at early intervention strategies to help people to, to get housing before they actually get evicted. So, and we've been extremely successful with that, with that approach. And, um, but again, nothing's um, won easily and we had to fight to try and uh, retain the service. 
and it was uh, an amazing announcement mm. on, I think, the 4th of May when um, we got a call from the Minister's office to say that we were provided with ongoing funding, mm. uh, which means we've at least got um, funding up to the year 2019 to, to continue our service but also to build the service system for um, for older people in Victoria. Mm. Just keeping in mind that Home at Last is the only service of its type, not just in Victoria, but in Australia. And as we know, with an ageing population and also more older people, uh, like we were talking about before, being forced into the private market and paying on average rents of about 65% of their income, and um, facing short-term tenure, often being evicted with 60 days' notice or even less. Um, it's a really awful place to be when you're in your 70s and 80s. And, um, uh, you know, as we've described with utility bills and all sorts of things that people have to pay on top of rents as well, it's a really hard place to be. And so housing is the solution, but we also need services there to be able to respond to people and at least find some mm. some short-term and then long-term ha- outcomes for them. Mm. So we're really grateful for the state government to have, yeah. have funded our service in, in that way. And really grateful for the people that campaigned with us, not only our, our members and, and people that use the service and agencies that, that we worked with, um, but the general community as well. Um, we had an overwhelming response um, in terms of people writing letters, emailing, telephoning. Yeah, um, 500 postcards to the minister's yeah, office. Yeah, and um, I, I think there were over a 1,000 um, emails. But, um, yeah, people responded really well, and we are really grateful that that, that had happened. And we, we are really confident if that um, if our campaign hadn't been, um, you know, run in the way that it had been, um, that we wouldn't have been successful um, in getting the, the projects up. So, um, yeah, big thank you to everyone in that. Yeah, and not that we're taking a breath either because <laughs> now, now we wanted to go back to the government saying thanks for the funding for the yes. service. Now we need housing funding. Yes, yes it's just not and, about uh, us. It's the government's response us. is a little bit like, oh, you should, oh, aren't you quite happy now? <laughs> that we're are, you people, are you people never going to yeah. go away? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, uh, no, we obviously need more. Yeah, and... But, and just in terms of, um, Jeff, when you're saying about people struggling, um, and we do recognise that, um, again, that this is a small number of people, but again, a significant number of people that we were able to assist through the service. And um, there were over 1,100 people, new con- new contacts in, in during the year. And um, just through our own housing support program, um, which basically has um, two full-time workers, um, we housed over just over 150 people. Um, during the year, so that's a, an amazing achievement. And as you were saying before, Jeff, about the, t- the timelines in putting that response in, in quickly, and part of that is um, Shane's work as well. That um, Shane is our tenancy worker. We'll see what um, people are legally facing, put them in a holding pattern until we can actually get them housed. And the majority of um, our people are housed between that one and three months. So that integrated service delivery um, has, um, yeah, it, again, just shown how effective it is. Yeah, and Shane. And that's been that has been another good thing that the government um, part of our lobbying was also around getting policies up yeah. at the government level, and we did develop a campaign as well. Um, and the government have adopted a number of our policies, um, and we're now pushing government to implement those. And one of the things that's occurring at the moment that's important is a review of the Residential Tenancies Act, and. Um, Shane has led um, our development of our sub- first submission so far, and there are about six issues papers on particular matters, including um, the current one on most importantly of all on security of tenure, mm-hmm. and um, 
again, we're going to be pushing the government to provide much, much stronger regulation in the private market. But yeah, Shane, just from your work, seeing what people are facing on a daily basis, what are some of the changes you reckon are needed? Uh, well, we need to get rid of no reason notices to vacate, number one. Number one, two, three, four, and five, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the most important thing, I think, not only because it's just such a terrible position for people to get told, you know, often after a very long tenancy, uh, there's no reason we're just chucking you out, but it just it just frames the whole way that people understand their tenancies. It, it, it frames this presumption that, yeah, you can be evicted. It doesn't matter why, you can be evicted. And it, it really restrains people in their ability to exercise their rights across the board. Exactly. So it often means people live in squalor. They're yeah. afraid to ask for anything to be done yeah. because of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I spoke to someone today who uh, didn't get their, their, didn't have a toilet for two weeks yeah. uh, because they were too scared to, to push the landlord to do the repairs. Yeah, wow. Well. Mm. And uh, another really good success, April, as you're describing the number of people that we've assisted this year, has been um, the great project that... Um, what our workers, Gemma White, has been doing, assisting older people from a, a culturally and linguistically diverse background, focusing on particular communities, the uh, South Indian, um, Bosnian, Serbian and Croatian, um, as well as Arabic speaking Chinese. and um, uh, Chinese. one other group of Chinese yeah. as well. And that's had an amazing impact where we've always um, seen many people from a Cal background. It's generally been about 35% of the people we assist, but that's now over 50% based on the wonderful project that Gemma has done that's really shown that um, the basic information provided in proper language that communicates directly to those communities can provide the access that those, um, those communities really deserve. And we've had people just walking in the door with um, with the leaflets Gemma's produced and through the meetings that have been held, um, the, the sessions with bilingual workers. Uh, it's been an outstanding success. Mm. And we're now going to go on to do another a further six-month project, hoping, hoping to expand that even further. Mm. So that was a great success. And I think the wonderful thing of um, our learnings from it as well was particularly training up workers within those communities because um, it isn't necessarily even in um, people's um, language of having written material um, but really the, the word of mouth um, for people that might have literacy um, difficulties or just um, yeah just um, not knowing where to, to go to, to ask for help so there was an amazing amount of work putting um, brochures but also making sure that those bilingual workers were in the right spots within yeah, those communities exactly. yeah, yeah it's, it's so a, that was really and understanding that there are not just language but cultural political yes. issues a range of things yeah. that, that that need to be taken into account if you're going to mm. communicate to, to various communities out there yeah it was also um really um, interesting and, and really good for our service delivery as well, working with those different communities to understand the cultural differences as, as well and, and for us to think about our practice of how we actually work with people um, and um, really look forward to how we, um, you know, actually develop those those practices as, as a model, our service yeah. delivery model. Yeah. Um, that'll be really important. So I, I think the coal project has been really exciting this yeah. year. And, and we met so many wonderful people as well. Like it's yeah, just exactly. been really <laughs> terrific, yeah, no. really refreshing. That mm. is a lot of good stuff. Uh, mm. Some bad news is that we're nearly out of time for this month. So okay. any any quick last uh, last words or last things that you wanted to mention? Uh, just, we just made a film. 
if people want to go to our website, that was a really big thing for this year and I think sums up um, everything that we're on about and it shows you the end results of what happens to people's lives when they're housed. So that, so we recommend people to the website. Yeah. So just look up Housing for the Age Action Group. There's been outstanding work done by Shani Gordon in our yes. retirement uh, yeah. housing area trying to um, get um, legislative change there. And also um, Crystal with her communications, yeah. look out for our website in 2016. It's going yeah. to be bigger and better mm-hmm. with a lot more f- focus on campaigning on issues. And I think that that's it in 2016, Jeff. We're going to be bigger than, bigger and better and moving and forging forward and <laughs> tackling well, just, the world. Just wait till you hear the <laughs> end of your wrap-up next year. It's going to be fantastic yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. We've won the war by then. But, yeah. yeah, we've got to thank everyone, all our, all our workers um, at HAG that go beyond... Um, what's ever required, certainly in their job description. Um, we.